0: What's good people? Our main topic in this week's episode includes some triggering themes such as indecent exposure, sexual abuse and rape. This may be traumatic for some so please watch with caution. We have set out the relevant segments in the description. Thank you. Wagwan peeps, it's Venom, what you saying? Alongside my home, Slice, meet to the Zane. When she and I get together on the poddy, ask anybody, the vibes are insane.
1: Join our family and feel free to come by. Be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We drop on the way every Monday at six. Tune in in and come see what we unpick.
0: (laughs) Wagwan people, it's your boy Venom, inside the building. Welcome to the Unpicked pod podcast i'm here with my home slice dami to the
1: hey hello hi
0: and today <laughs> we're gonna give you you know what i'm saying our vibes our flavor our character so if you are here to enjoy the unpickers are going to unpick for you hit the like button hit the subscribe button join the family and you know what i'm saying get on board the roller coaster because we're about to do this thing
1: we're about to do this thing we are
0: dammy what you what you got for them today we got a big main topic yes we're going to be talking about a mr <laughs> westwood mr. yeah yeah baby
1: oh I'm, yeah i'm cringing
0: you didn't know. I, you didn't know I could do that. One impression. I got that.
1: I just do the worst word because that's always these... Um. <laughs> yeah. Stop, please. Inside. No, no, please, please, no, please, please, please. We're laughing. Drop a bomb on it, Dammy. Dammy to the Zane, everybody. Just yeah, doing baby. that is triggering. Please stop. Which leads me to what I wanted to say next. <laughs> um, this episode is going to be another one that might be triggering for some. If it is. There are other things we're going to talk about before that, which might be a bit more lighthearted for you. So um, I will leave chapters in the description so that you can skip, fast forward, pick the bits that you want to see. Um, So yeah, your mental health means more to us than any topic that we talk about. So if it's too triggering, please, please, please just bypass the main topic. Um, Today we're going to do Hopefully, by now you've noticed our format. In we're gonna play a game first to break the heist. Yes, I said heist mm. because I'm fresh. Break the heist. To break the heist because I'm a freshie. I'm not a freshie, but mm. we move. Um, So, we're gonna do a game to break the heist. Then, we're gonna do hot topics. So, basically, what's popping? I'm actually thinking to change the name of that segment to what's popping. Do you know what I mean? Seeing as it's what's hot poppin'? topics on pop culture um what's popping
0: what's
1: poppin', this is that what's popping what's popping or just call it what's popping anyway moving on um and then we're gonna go into the main topic and then you know also just to let you guys know um we are thinking about including extra, some new like segments and stuff one of them is going to be called what you saying and this is where we um Basically get you guys engaged, get you guys involved in what we talk about. Cause up until now we've mm-hmm. literally just been picking our topics ourselves and kind of like pre-ing comments and trying to draw stuff out from there. But we actually would like you to get involved. So what this means is please holler at us. Yeah. Drop it in the comments or email us, which I'll leave the email on the screen at the moment and in the description for those listening. Get in touch. Well, we want to talk about the things that you want to hear so if you don't get in touch and tell us what you want to hear us talk about we're just going to carry on and pick the topics ourselves and it might be hit or miss yeah we want you to enjoy it so we're more keen for you guys to even give us like your opinion and then we can pick the best opinion and flesh it out and talk about that do you know what i mean like so if you want to shout out Mm. subscribe drop it in the comments or send us an email tell us what you want to what you want to talk about share your opinion on something and you never know it might be the main topic for the next episode You might episode. get featured,
0: baby You might get
1: a feature Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, sorry You might get no, a feature, No, no, no We're not going to do that That's not what That's that's what we're sorry. not going to do No Sorry No <laughs> The scenario for you This week For the this or that For the Yeah for, uh-huh. for, the, for the little bit of this Little bit of that Is this So We are building a playlist That's going to go into a time capsule for I don't know that might be opened up in the year 3022,
0: right? Boom.
1: And on this playlist, I need you to select the songs that you are gonna put on the playlist. Okay. What mm-hmm. I need you to think about is the song that best reflects this artist's um discography. I always struggle to say that word. Yeah? Okay. The artist mm-hmm. in question today is Kanye West. Okay My man Yo man That's why I chose him Because I know you're a, An avid fla- fan Flan What the hell big,
0: I'm a big flan yeah. Huge
1: flan Yeah man
0: A wobbly one
1: The first One is this Yeah You can only pick one song Touch mm-hmm. the sky Gold digger Or good life
0: Gold digger.
1: Okay. Ham. All of the lights. Or is in Paris. I
0: think it's um. Yeah, I think it's ham. It's ham. It's ham. It's ham. Ham was a moment in time. People them in Paris is is a vibe. That's my go-to listen to. But ham is. Yo. You sure? Ham was you first... sure, Ham? Ham was the first time it happened.
1: Ham over people them in Paris to reflect his.
0: Give me a second. It's
1: too late. You said your first answer. Moving on. I
0: did. I did.
1: Homecoming through the wire or Jesus walks on water. <laughs> oh, right.
0: Um, one second. One second.
1: Yeah, think about it. Homecoming. Through the wire, or Jesus walks. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
1: I'm gonna have to push you.
0: Yeah, it's still, it's still through the wire. It's still through the wire. It's through the, through wire.
1: the wire, yeah. It's
0: gotta be. It's the, it's, the, it's the start. If I'm putting it in a time capsule. I got to say, I got to show them where he came from. This is this this is the official, the unofficial official start, and then you're
1: explaining. Cut That's it funny. out! Cut the cameras, dead ass. Um, <laughs> 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 okay, cool. So we've heard Venom's options from those songs. I'm gonna put it out to you lot listening and watching. Can you let us know in the comments what you would have chosen out of those three categories? And now we're gonna move into the hot topics.
0: So, for this week's hot topic, we are going to be talking about Megan the Stallion and her interview with uh, Gail. Gail King. It's Gail King.
1: Mm-hmm. If it's not yeah, Oprah, it's Gail King, boy. Them two. You know what?
0: I did see a video with Oprah and Gail together, though, and I was like, oh, y'all are S- bridges. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're the aunties yeah. of. Um... It's this, this TV thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know what it do. They know what it do. So this is regarding the alleged shooting of Megan Thee Stallion's foot by Tory Lanez mm-hmm. in a vehicle in the middle of the night after a party. No one really knows why I or Paris why.
1: after. Parry, sorry.
0: Hey, don't take me back to Ghana like that.
1: <laughs> sorry. It's a serious thing. A Let moment. me be serious. Let me be serious. Let me serious. Yeah, it's not every moment. time. Okay.
0: Um... <laughs> Yeah, so so Megan Thee Stallion's got on um Gail King's show. They're talking about it, she's crying, dah da da. The clips come out on the socials. Dami, what are you saying? Because yeah, what are you saying? Well actually there was almost two parts to it, because there was first the first clip and then there was the second clip. Well, so what was you thinking I, after you saw the first clip? I'm
1: going to, you love to break it down. I'm going to talk about the whole interview in in of itself. Hey, yeah, I, that I, I know thing. you like to long it out. Yeah, like you like to thing. long it out. So I'm going to just keep it very simple. Um, mm. I think that um, I believe, I believe um, my good sis, Megan. I believe her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed that some people don't. Like, what? what why would Are she you... lie?
0: Why are you flying in your eyes? That kind of was giving me vibes. Because, do you know what, it is, do you know what the... it is? Yeah,
1: do you know what it is? You know me on mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know me on Twitter like this. I, I, I basically live on Twitter. I don't know how I managed to do
0: it. Are you feeling about Elon buying Twitter, by the way?
1: Um, I saw a tweet where he said that he only bought it so that he can basically shut it down.
0: No, that's that, that's that's not that's not even real. I don't even I think you would find out on like his account. I just
1: know. real quick digression, I guess. I feel like social media is literally going to take over the world. Soon we're going to come to- It's already taken over. Hold on a second. No, I think we're going to move away from a world where the government or, you know, your president or prime minister will have power over the masses. And I think it will fully be these um, big businessmen who've bought out all of the social media outlets who will have the most power. They have power already, but they have power They have power through the parameters that the government gives them. Well, I mean, they bribe the government Mm -hmm. and that's how they get their way. But I think now they're going to literally like cut out the middleman and it will just be them deciding everything for us and literally take it like it sounds like a huge conspiracy theory. But I think we should pay attention to the fact that a lot of these big guys are buying a lot of our social media outlets or media outlets full stop. So I think this is a sign uh, or the beginning of a change of direction for the world, actually, in how it's controlled. Mm. But anyway, that was my quick digression. In terms of uh, Auntie Megan, or my sis Megan, she's not old enough to be Auntie, um, I feel like, I feel bad. I feel sorry for her. And I think it's actually quite um, disheartening to see the impact that it's still having on her. Because this incident happened a long time ago. It's not like it happened last week. It I believe it happened mm. 2019 2020 or something like that. Um so um she was crying you can see that it's it's still very raw for her. Um and mm. so for people to like not believe her, I just don't get it. And the only thing that I felt was a bit questionable was when Gail asked her if they were having a rela if they were in some sort of relationship, yeah. And she was like, sexual? And it's like, sis, you know, you know where she's going. And she was like, No, we didn't. And I feel like that pause kind of maybe I feel like people are holding on to that bit, like, nah, if she lied about that, what else is she lying about?
0: It's a real it's really important.
1: Why would you lie about being shot full stop, even if they were friends or in a, a sneaky link, whatever situation? It mm. that doesn't that doesn't make a difference. He still shot at her, and I think actually because she's a black woman. Yes, I'm taking it there. I think because she's a black woman, that's why it's in question whether or not people should believe her or not. And it just reminds me of all the times where black women have complained about something and people have found some way to shut us up. Basically, that's my. I, on I that. don't
0: think. I don't think so. I I I definitely was team um Megan. But that's because I like her. Because you think and she's her sexy. Side of the story, she's very sexy, and she got the knees and the booty. She
1: got them knees. All of that. Mm.
0: She got them knees. She got them
1: knees. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, so so, I definitely wanted to believe her. Mm. I'm still, I'm still reserving my true judgment. I'm, I'm actually reserving it for court. Not that I really feel like court is entirely fair, but it's what you prove in it. But um. But I was definitely with her until that part where they asked, because I always believed, as you know, that they were in a relationship. I didn't even know that that wasn't
1: a confirmed
0: thing. I thought that was a thing. So Gail asked the question, were you guys in a sexual relationship? Or definitely something like that. And she was like, sexual? Big old pause. And then she was like, no. And I was like... Do you know what that reminded me of? Wait, what?
1: I don't know if you've ever had a sneaky link, Yeah. But you know when you've got a, a little situation going on with someone that only you two mm-hmm. know about, yeah. and so you got to play it cool. So it reminds me of kind of that situation. So she's like, "Oh, it's like ask, oh, is something going on between you," and you're like, is "Something going on," and you got to kind of like, "Okay."
0: Yeah, you got to be like Prep my answer.
1: I feel like that's what, that's what it was, but it doesn't but it, it, it doesn't take away from the fact that she says he shot her, and you know, there's also the text message from her friend. Um, mm. where they were like, oh my God, Tori just shot Meg- Megs, like, you know, get help, send help and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. And I think the annoying thing is, is people only question it because Tori Lanes has literally been gaslighting her for time. So I feel like whether she was sleeping with him or not, it just, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like, she got shot in the foot, in it. Yeah,
0: there's, I just found it weird. She got, shot the, yeah. she got shot in the foot. Yeah.
1: She was with him. Unless unless he's going to argue that somebody else in the car shot her in the foot, why would we mm. believe that he didn't shoot her in the foot? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So...
0: It was definitely a straight. Like I mean, when I first saw the incident, I thought like they got pulled over and a cop shot her in the foot. I didn't even think it would be like, you know what I mean? Depends she wanted to, to go
1: home. So she was like, listen, I know that night's still kind of young to you lot. I want to go home. Then they had an altercation because he didn't want her to go home. So when she got out of the car now... He was mm. like, dance, twerk, shooting, shooting, shooting. She saying that she was scared to move because he could have hit something vital. I think, I think, you know, think about it. If you put it in context, they were coming back from a night out already, and you know, sometimes you go from like one location, you want to move to the next location, like after yeah, yeah, Parry yeah. after Parry, do you understand me? Mm-hmm. Um some people are like they wanna go home. Some people wanna stay. Like I, I could I could the, the story doesn't sound impossible it doesn't sound like something that's not do you know what i mean it doesn't sound yeah crazy. No, no no i
0: definitely believe so i believe i
1: believe her and i don't think waiting the i just for the don't court... understand
0: the sw- no yeah no no that's just for me to say he did it if you know what i mean like i i don't want to yeah that but you know what obviously someone... obviously
1: it's all alleged yeah and i get why you're saying that because technically we don't want to say he did it yeah
0: yeah i, um, I just i've just reached, reached that point in life i don't like yeah you know yeah I mean, committing things to people absolutely
1: that... get you but even if the courts were to come back and say he didn't do it, I would still believe Megan.
0: Yeah, then I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, but I believe Megan. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Which is, yeah. Because I believe her. I'm not saying I don't believe her, but I don't want to label him something that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I get but that.
0: But I don't understand the, the sex part because that part definitely comes off like a lie. Do you know what? It could be and... because
1: he's short. And let's face it, he's punching if he's with Megan. Definitely. And they might have like a situation 100%. where they want to keep it, you know, keep it between you and I. Ain't nobody's business, but mine and my baby. Do you know what I'm saying? Trey songs.
0: Oh, Trey Sigity. Right.
1: Neighbors so, know um, my name.
0: Well, the Trey songs, Trey songs is very heavily linked to the main topic, I guess, because um, Rory, who used to be on the Joe Biden podcast... He now has his own podcast with the other guy from the Joe Podcast. He mentioned that um, if they did a documentary on Trey songs, like how they did a documentary on R. Kelly and now did a documentary on Tim Westwood, that Trey songs one would be even worse than R. Kelly. Worse than R. Kelly. That's what he said. That's
1: wild. Do you know, there was a video that came out recently. A girl exposed, uh, she released a video where you could physically see Trey pull down her top, basically to reveal her breastesses. Yes, I said okay. breastes, because I'm a bit immature like that, if you haven't noticed. Anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah, where he revealed her breastes, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, people have spoke about it, like spoke about how vile he is. Like there was even that issue with Kiki Palmer a time ago. Um, so like Trey is a is he's another one where it's like everyone knows, but no one's really mm-hmm. moving with it. Do you know what I mean? Like no one's doing I didn't anything. Know. If- Trey was worse than R. Kelly. Do you know how bad that is? If he's worse than R. Kelly.
0: I'm aware. R. Kelly. I don't know. Robert. I don't know what Rory knows. Robert. You know what
1: I mean? Mr. Robert Kelly. Mm. Mr. Robert Kelly. With 13 year olds. With taping it as well. Trafficking Mm. rings. I don't know. If it's worse than R. Kelly, I don't know.
0: Yeah, just just what he said. Maybe I don't it was clickbait, know. Like a clickbait. It might have been sentence, a clickbait. You know I mean. I'm
1: gonna say something controversial.
0: Yeah, for the views. But that's what he said. But boy. if it
1: is worse than Robert Kelly, I promise you, it's it's gotta be bad because Robert Kelly is bad. It's. I mean, even bad. to
0: even to try and say them, you know, what I mean, to, in the same kind of sentence, it's gotta it's be bad. It's making me feel
1: some type of way. Let's 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 wait and see. It might have been clickbait, mm, but... Like,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes out. I mean, I know that there, there's going to be things coming out as to why you would even say, like, air that information, if you know what I mean. There has to be things on the way there's been an uprising. I mean, we win. know he's into it's freaky, we
1: know he's into freaky, freaky shit.
0: That, I mean, that's the thing. I really didn't know. I don't, I don't know, know anything fr- about him. We know
1: he's into freaky shit because to... Um, I want to say, like, I don't know if they were if they were influencers or if they were models or something right um they spoke out about trey and some of the stuff he was into in the bedroom and how they weren't Mm. fully comfortable with it and you know they spoke about it um so from there that's when i was like oh trey's into some freaky stuff do you know what i mean Mm. but you could be into your freaky stuff you can have your kinks so long as you have consent that's the bit we don't know that's the bit that's in question Mm, mm. But the difference between Robert and Trey is Robert's into young, little like underage girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trey, for what from what we have heard, it's been older, like women that are above the age of. It's consent. more of a non-consensual thing, yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm saying if it's worse than Robert, it's what it's it's actually bad. Like it's it's bad either way. I'm not saying it's okay to assault women. Um, it's bad no, however you slice it, but you know when it's with children, it's like it's an yeah, added like, you know what I mean. So um, if it's worse than Robert, yo, and you know what, Robert's been threatening to to he did threaten, didn't he, to um, snitch
0: Tip out some people. Yeah, yeah some.
1: I mean I've got some people that I think might make the list, but I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to be um, sued for defamation. But it'll be interesting to, if he does. I do. I, I really want Robert to snitch. I really want him to drop some names. Because I, I just want to know. But yeah, I mean, Trey, let's wait and see. Because you know it's going to be a topic if it's true later on. Yeah, so, for sure,
0: for sure, boy.
1: Let's see. So, guys. Tim Westwood at this point is a household name makes me yeah. cringe, but he's a household name. He's known here. He's known in America. He's even now branching into Africa. And I'm going to come on to that in a second. But um, he's known. He's known worldwide. He's considered the gatekeeper of urban music, especially here in the UK mm-hmm. when it comes to UK rap, UK drill, UK garage, UK R&B. Um, and then when he went over overseas to the US, you know, he was... DJing and bringing out tunes for in the in the black community, basically, yeah. like he was that guy, the white guy that wanted to be black so bad. Um, and for many many years, for as long as I can remember, anyway, um, it's always kind of been like a unspoken but spoken thing where we knew that he was kind of messing with uh, underage black girls, mm-hmm. and a lot of black girls, especially those of us that went to. Uh, like 16 like under 16 or like under 18 or even uni raves we've encountered Tim Westwood at some like we've been to a show or, or or a event where he DJed and stuff like that so within the UK community certainly it's kind of been like a thing that black women have known about when it comes to Tim Westwood mm-hmm. well the day that the law has made came this week earlier this week when uh, BBC Dropped a, a thirty-minute documentary where seven women, yep, seven, yes, seven, seven women, um, shared their experience or encounter with Tim Westwood, and lo and behold, it was um, basically assault, sexual assault, um, yeah. and even some allegations of rape. Now, um, we've both watched the documentary. You can find it on BBC iPlayer. Those of you that are overseas, use a VPN. Don't be coming and telling us you don't know how to get it. Get a VPN, Um, get onto um, BBC iPlayer um, so you can find it. The thing is, I know that a lot of journalists have tried, to go after um, Tim Westwood in the past and tried to Mm. get this story out there because there's a lot more women. Uh, But for some Mm -hmm. reason over the years, he's been protected to the point where somehow the the documentaries just wouldn't
0: materialize.
1: And so that's why this week, it's been a huge topic this week that finally um, a group or a pair, I'm not quite sure, of journalists have actually been able to get this out. Um, and the fact that it's done via a BBC as well, is just like, finally, but we'll come onto that in a second. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail about the specific stories of these young ladies, because you can actually find it on BBC iPlayer and watch it for yourself. We did want to talk about it today and surrounding subtopics related to it, And I guess the first thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, Venom, was I'm going to go straight in for the kill, but I'm going to go in for for BBC and Capital Extra because he, just for context, guys, those of you that might not even know, but Tim Westwood was a DJ with BBC for about 20 years. And after that, he um then went on to d j for capital extra, which is another leading um urban i'm gonna use um inverted uh mark, quote marks here quote marks here because i say it's leading and it's urban but anyway i digress um it's an urban radio station that he was DJing at from 2013. And um, throughout that whole time, he was still doing uni shows. He was still doing um, DJing for uh, under 18 raves or clubbing nights all over the UK, across the UK and abroad. Um, and so my the first thing I wanted to kind of address was, do you think that the BBC and Capital Extra knew about it? And do you feel like they were complicit?
0: So I don't think <clears throat> I don't think anyone was particularly complicit. I mean, these organisations are so nonchalant with you know the people they hire. They hire people for their profile, yeah, and the profile that he presents is a particular demographic. It is it's very easy to buy into what Tim Westwood represents from a brand point of view, yeah. Like, oh, yep, covered all of that. Da, da, da. This is his resume. yeah cool. We know exactly what that's going to generate for us. I think it's very much like that. I don't think they de- delve any deeper. I don't think they care about the detail per se. Yeah.
1: You know See, I, mean? I feel like they must have had complaints, especially BBC. Mm. Because this guy was doing things like, oh, he was using stuff like internships to lure these girls in. Very similar to Robert Kelly. Like, ah oh, I'm a... I'm a figurehead in this industry. I can get mm. you known, I can help you with your career or, you know, get your name out there. A lot of people wanted to get their mixtapes and stuff to Tim Westwood yeah, yeah. in the hopes that that's, that's gonna start their career. Do you get what I mean? And, mm. um, you know, imagine you've, you've finally got your CD to Tim Westwood. He said, yeah, you could do an internship with me. I'm gonna help you out, start your career and it goes left, next thing you know, you're at his house, next thing you know, man stripping butt naked, next thing you know, et cetera, et cetera. Some of these girls probably did raise complaints with BBC directly um, to make them aware of it, but nothing happened. And remember, I did say that BBC, you know, people, journalists reached out to them and other, other um broadcasting um networks to say we Mm, want to do mm. a documentary about this because we've heard about it we've heard that he has been assaulting women uh, young girls up and down the country for years for decades right um we've got people that are willing to share their story and then all of a sudden the stories don't fall through and the documentaries don't happen so i think that for that reason they they knew and they were complicit and I think even okay. if even if they knew and chose not to do anything, choosing not to do anything makes you complicit in of itself. Sometimes silence makes you being silent makes you a perpetrator. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can see something is happening mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything or you're not saying anything, straight away it makes you complicit. That's my opinion on it. Uh, no, so no, no, I know. So I feel that. like I feel like, yeah, I get it, like they didn't care. They might not have cared or but I mean, but they, there's hard. no it's... way to say that they didn't know, especially when you think about the fact that people had been reaching out to them over the years to do these documentaries. This could have come out mm. sooner. And I think it's quite funny and interesting that, first of all, it's when he wasn't working with them anymore that this documentary has come out. That's what and I was going to say. Secondly, um, secondly the BBC had the audacity to have it aired on their own broadcasting um, networks because he's Mm. been working, he was working with you for 20 years. During that time, people tried to put out documentaries, which I believe they shut down. And then now Mm. that he's no longer working with them, it's, oh yeah, let's broadcast it on our network to make it look like they are now out in him and they are now involved in bringing him down or bringing him to justice. It kind of reminds me of the Jimmy Savile thing because the same thing happened. Whilst Jimmy Savile was working with, under the BBC, he was abusing um, young girls up, down, up and down the UK. Yeah. The yeah. moment he passed away, and these stories started coming out, all of a sudden it made it seem like BBC were out in him, and BBC are standing behind the victims, and BBC want justice, and etc. etc. But when they were working well, with you, you lot were shut, mm. were silent, and shutting down documentaries for that I reason think it's
0: similar alone. Similar to Trend Central. For that reason alone.
1: Yeah. For that reason alone, complicit. Straight yeah, away.
0: But, I mean, for, without knowing the ins and the details of of how they worked and the contracts and who was reaching out and who yeah. you know was affected and did speak versus didn't yeah like as him being their employee yeah. they obviously have certain contractual uh, obligations to their employees in, uh, in nah, terms of you know, fairness you know I'm going to stop you there you I'm going to I'm going to I'm
1: going to stop you there you know why because in what? any workplace if there is an mm-hmm. allegation of it, of something that could be deemed as gross misconduct which this is yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. they're
1: not going to say we've got to protect our employee. They don't, they're not going to protect their employee. They're going to protect the business's um, reputation. And I think the reason why the BBC... You know, of course. I but... think the reason why... The, this is why I think the BBC have allowed document this documentary to go through now. Because it it's mm. kind of saves face for them. That, oh yeah, he was working with us for this long. Uh, mm-hmm. We can yeah. kind of skip over the part whether we knew about it or not um but where look we're the ones that are out we're the ones that are broadcasting it we're the yeah, ones yeah, that no, are making everyone aware definitely. so it kind of comes across like they're trying to save face but, but uh, like like I said like when you think about how HR works in a in a just a normal organizational or business company the moment there's any sort of gross misconduct they're trying to get you out one two mm, mm. they want to make sure that as a business they remain um innocent, they look like they didn't do anything wrong. And I think that's why yeah. it's come out now and been published on the P- from by the BBC Sorry. And now being yeah, published with yeah, no, the BBC. It's it's
0: it's all their narrative in terms of making sure he was replaced. Like Charlie Slough came in and replaced him literally comfortably yeah. for a nice period of time. It's not like the next year is when the the, the documentary come out. You yeah. Know I mean yeah, they've yeah. left a good amount of time that he's not associated with, with us the BBC before. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I find it interesting because in that documentary, the journalists actually asked them that, oh, is it possible like to send us, like they basically asked them if there had been any reports. So, so did anyone actually report him to the BBC? And their response was, we can neither confirm nor deny that we have that mm-hmm. information. And again, it, it's just it just makes it come across as though, you knew about this for years, you knew about it for years. You stopped documentaries from going through because you wanted to protect him. And now that he's mm-hmm. no longer working with you and hasn't been working with you for a very long time, now you're open to people dropping documentaries on your broker, on your network, and, your and you still don't yeah. want to release whether or not you knew about it. You must have.
0: But are legally are they allowed to disclose that information? Though I think
1: you know I mean? there's going to be legal, legal legalities around it. Like if these girls are pressing charges now and the police are involved, then maybe Mm. not so much because they would have to pass that over to the courts or pass that over to solicitors, barristers, and therefore it can't be shared. Um, But also if, let's say like for GDPR reasons, so basically data protection, because GDPR is a British thing, I know in America it's probably Data protection in other countries—they've got.
0: I that... found out it's an EU thing. Yeah,
1: it's an EU thing, but we still kept it after we left the EU. But that's another conversation. Um, but yeah, basically, data protection laws. Right, every country has their own version of it. Um, but because of data protection laws, um, if a victim had gone to BBC and said, "I reported this years ago, can I have that information? What I told you," they would have to share it. So I guess that when you think about it from that angle. Maybe not so much, but I just think that they didn't have to share the actual records, but they could have just said, "Yeah, actually, people did report it." But the reason why they're saying can't confirm nor deny is because they have to, talk more. They have to yeah. talk more. And then if they, if they reveal that they knew about it, it listen,
0: it's a conversation. Start, people will right stop. There. People
1: will actually stop paying their TV license because that TV license money I'm paying, yes, I pay. Well, you know what? Yeah, this that's is, going this is to the BBC, it,
0: right? This is another side of it, not the not the TV license, that but the people's opinion. Yeah, because I know you went onto Twitter, went got involved in some spaces and stuff. As I, I did. I just I I digested it. Yeah. Um, and I tried to take it on board for myself and then take it on board objectively.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And hold on a minute like... before you
1: go ahead, I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear what the public. Oh, was no, saying. I'm not
0: saying no, no, no. I'm not saying that you don't do that. got to be shady. I was, <laughs> no, I don't do shades. <laughs> <laughs> that was not about you. No. I'm just explaining that. Um, I guess what I'm going to talk about is my objective opinion. Okay. Because I feel like every black person know- knows that Tim Westwood and young black girls is a thing. And no one knows the details, but everyone no- knows something, something not legal or not what's going right on not yes is happening. Yes. Yeah. Because I I can attest that even the times that I've seen him out and about randomly, Mm. like even when I used to work in central London, I came out one day and I was like, oh, there's Tim Westwood and right beside him, young ass black girl. And I was like, bruv, you are, you're not making this easy. But at the same time, there wasn't the Me Too culture where you knew that, bruv, this is going to come out, if you know what I mean. There was in the streets. yeah no in the streets everybody knew yeah not not in the not in the main Mm. so my my issue right because i had a lot of issues with this documentary
1: let's get into it one
0: (laughs) one was the length
1: yeah 30 minutes i
0: don't is absolutely well one is the length the 30 minutes one is the channel bbc three and then iplayer not bbc one or two um not that people watch tv like that Let, but right again, you're setting exactly. you're setting the presence of where this is in terms exactly. of exactly and then i did have problems with the production <laughs> like not that not to change the subject matter but i felt like it was delivered in a very immature way considering how serious the okay. allegations and the content and the um you know what I mean? Like this is someone who's worked at the BBC, or oh, forget who he's what worked for. This is someone who's been in the industry for decades, and these allegations. I reckon span they probably didn't have decades. much. I
1: reckon they didn't have much budget, and I, I just want to move away from. That's what it kind of. I comes want to move away from like. the production because I think it's actually mm. incredible that these journalists were even able to get this documentary through, and that. Okay, no, do no, do you know no, what but- I mean? So I don't want to. I don't want to no, like I get that. put down I get the production that, you... because these people need to be um, praised for getting the story out there, whether it's on BBC Three, Two, Radio, BBC One. No, like, you know what I mean? I so...
0: definitely praise the fact that it has finally happened. This documentary has been a very long time coming. Absolutely. But at the same time I watched it and I felt like in my honest opinion, this is not going to have a lasting impact because of its delivery, because even okay. down to things like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's on BBC Three, so it's 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 already off to the side. Many people will miss this, like many. But then, when I looked at the some of the content, and so when when some of these young ladies were given their accounts, mm. there were like um, there were hints or flavors of like white male hatred. Coming across in the in the stories with some of the comments that they said. Well, one
1: like, like the girl that said that she doesn't think she would never date a white guy anyway.
0: Yeah, and then there was yeah. one talking about like his pale da 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 body and his like, old
1: yeah, he's old yeah. Old. And I'm like, these comments, on,
0: yeah, they're fine comments to have. Like you, are everyone is entitled to their opinion of other people. Yeah, but there's certain things that you should and shouldn't share. When you're trying to describe I a villain to feel the masses like because...
1: I hear what you're saying, but I feel like at the same time that we shouldn't really be policing how they account their story, and it's not, at the end of the day, irrespective of how they share it, I feel like they're allowed to share it however they have a way they wanna share it and express their feelings however way they wanna express it. Because at at the end of the day, they're the victim. So I just don't, yeah, so I feel like personally, I get it. Like, I guess what you're saying is for it to be receptive, to be received, for it to be receptive effectively, it may not have been a good idea to make those sort of comments. Fair enough. No, However, no, they
0: should make all the comments. It's the editor's job to make sure that yeah. this is going to land okay. as hard okay. as possible. Cool.
1: I hear that. I hear that. I just feel like, oh, I'm, well, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they can make the comments, but the editor can because you know, what? It out. like,
0: cool. We, we're the minority. All the black people in the, in in this country, we already know this story. We don't know the details, but we all know. We this all story. know.
1: We've all known.
0: It's all the white people that need to know because yeah. they're the ones that need to actually bring him down. Yeah, so yeah. when I'm hearing this information about white people, I'm thinking. If I was white, I'd be like, yeah. Don't you think? But don't you think?
1: Don't you think that it gets our foot through the door because this is the first documentary that has been. There's been many a documentaries that we that black people have tried to put out about Tim Westwood, um, that mm-hmm. didn't hit the TV screens and. Finally, there's one and yeah, it's 30 minutes. Yeah, you might not be happy about the production, the finished product or whatever, but it gets Mm -hmm. our foot in the door. It starts a conversation. They did a two minute segment on it on ITV News. It's not enough, but at least it's there. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, And I guess it it opens the conversation because off the back of this 30 minute documentary that that you're saying is too short, the production was crap, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Tim Westwood has now stepped down from Capital Extra because of these allegations from that that. that documentary. So things are moving. Fair enough, it's not moving big. It's not moving in the way we want it to, but it's moving. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it does get get our foot in the door. So what I don't like about the whole thing though is definitely I think that BBC knew about it. I think there's a big chance that Capital Extra knew about it. And I think it's interesting that it's now that Capital Extra probably pushed him out. Because no, I think I, you stepped
0: down. In, like no, no, no. They probably pushed, away.
1: Come on, let, we know office politics. Let's not act mm-hmm. like it don't happen in radio. They probably would have been like, "This situation doesn't look good for us, Tim. We've protected yeah.
0: you for long enough. You're gonna have to, yeah. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to hit the road. Hit the road, Jack. I feel like I've, I've really been waiting for this documentary for a very long time. Like we all have. And yeah, um, yeah, and the, and then like there's certain detail. I mean, um, the the writer, a name Chi Chi. Mm-hmm. Sh she was the co-director, but I kind of feel like she should have been the main director because I just feel like it needed to really be led by black people, if you know what I mean.
1: This goes nicely into what I wanted to talk about next. So I can't stand it when white people jump on anything black. And I'm talking mm. like we like recently we've been having Afrobeat songs and white people are jumping on the Afrobeat song and people are- You mean artists? Artists, artists. This is just an example of my feelings about this. I don't like it when they do that because it's like, it takes away from the culture and kind of makes it a look, white persons do singing in Yoruba or, and then Mm. it becomes, oh, wow. Like we've got to praise them because they're singing in Yoruba. Like, so what? We speak English every day. Back home, English is one of the language they speak in Nigeria, but it's not the only one. Everybody must know their home dialect. But because we speak English, do they jump and scream and shout and bear retweets and likes because we do that? No. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm just one of those people, I I feel like black people need to gatekeep, we need to gatekeep our culture and we need to stop praising and putting white people on a pedestal when they jump on parts of our culture just because they can. And Tim Westwood is a white man who's been... They, in the documentary, they said that he was a gatekeeper of urban music. And he I I was. nearly switched off the TV.
0: His position was immaculate because literally everyone from the UK to American artists, they want to come like and get direct access to yeah. the audience. Yeah. Gotta go through Tim Westwood. Everybody did it. And even yeah. in the first like monologue, not monologue, but like, uh, you know, um I forgot what you call them. But the chop. Mm-hmm the chop up of, of all the clips. Mm-hmm. They showed how many, man. I'd they even him showed there. him with Robert yeah. Kelly. I was like, Rose come Smith. and see best friends. Yeah. <laughs> R. Kelly. Mm. And I remember like yesterday, because I was big into my Cardi B when Cardi B did her interview with him. And I was like, damn, that could not have been any more awkward. That was weird. Very awkward. And I was like, so glad that she is Cardi B. Cause only Cardi B yep. would react yep. in such a way to yep. just let everyone know this is flipping weird. Even the question she sent me. Even yeah, like, the question is, she asked sent me to see. She's like, from, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: This is the guy. She's like, oh, you got a thing for black girls. He's like, yeah. Yeah,
0: they're like okay. So They
1: did show him with a lot of artists, and I guess the same way that artists probably know about Trey, have known about Robert, didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah. I reckon mm-hmm. artists knew about. Yeah. Tim and I reckon even like
0: UK artists, UK artists,
1: hundred percent. You think when he was rubbing shoulders with Robert Kennedy, they didn't swap notes? Don't piss me off. Um, yeah. So, but I reckon UK like grime artists or UK R and B artists and stuff like that that just wanted to get their name out there probably just turned the other cheek. Yeah,
0: Yeah, turned a blind
1: eye. Um, which again I think does make them in in some way complicit and. Yes, I do keep an eye out on what's being said on Twitter. I go into these spaces and I look at the timeline. I don't say anything. I just observe because I do want to know what black Twitter is saying about these things. And um, Mm. over the last couple of days, it's been very exhausting. Actually, I think I do need a break from Twitter because it's been so heavy. You know, because we first had them. We've had even before the Mark Cuban thing dropped, there was there's been different conversations and, Black women have literally been on the receiving end of it. Is we've been the victim in every single conversation that's been had over the last few weeks um for different mm. scenarios. Um and so this week I was just like, yeah, I think after this, after this Tim Westwood one, I'm gonna take a break from Twitter because I'm tired of hearing like black women being abused and whatever. Mm, mm. Um but the conversation started veering into well, a lot of these artists especially at the time, we all know when it comes to grime and stuff like that, black men have been leading that mm-hmm. space and there's no way these artists didn't know about it and why weren't they doing more to protect these black girls? Do you know what I mean? And um, it. I'm not going to lie, like one of the girls in the documentary said, documentary said something and it really, it triggered me, it struck a chord and she said, you know, People don't care about black women because we're deemed as the ugly ones. Like mm. and it cut me so deep. And it was just like, yeah, rah, like for real, we are. Um and I think that's why he went for I think he's got a fetish for black women, for black girls, which I've said this before. And I know them American them Americanas, Americanas especially that are divesting, they're gonna hate me when I say this. But there is a big portion of white guys that actually just fetishize black women, and that's why they date us. It's not because they actually like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's all, but there are some. I've been in a position where white white guys try to fet- fetishize me, and I, I I clocked it. And I was like, it's not going to be me, bro. Mm. Move. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it it happens, and I think Tim Westwood falls in that category of fetishizing black women. And I think the reason why I got away with it for so long is because black girls are sexualized from such a young age. Like we're not deemed as young girls. We're looked at as young women. I remember being like pre 16 and being, told that I'm hot, I'm sexy, I got a big bum, I got this, I got that. And I had like a womanly body from like the age of 10. You know what I mean? Like started wearing a bra really young and all this business and being a bit chunky as well, like um, a, a bit of a lump. Didn't help. So before I was even at an age where I was thinking about sex, people were looking at me and thinking about sex. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, And even within the black culture, yeah, I feel like victim blaming is a huge thing it's still very much like well why was you twerking why was you wearing this why was you doing that black girls wearing makeup black girls wearing a bodycon did it you know i mean like it's still very much blame the black girl for the abuse that happens to her so when that girl said oh you know he got away with it because no one really cares about black girls because you know black girls are deemed as like the ugly black black girl it really struck a chord and on twitter it struck a chord with a lot of other black women as well to be fair. And so the conversation started varying into, well, why weren't black men doing more? If black men protected us more, we wouldn't experience this sort of um, behavior or, or it would be experienced much less. But I just wanted to hear from, like, you're a black guy. This would be the right time to ask you what you think about Yo. that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Hopefully. I mean,
0: it's it's a, it's such a tricky one because they literally made him I mean it happens all the time you know in every workplace like someone gets blessed with this position that's just the perfect position yeah and you just kind of have to play by their rules and it's not even necessarily about money but it's just about their positioning and he definitely was the guy that hold held Mm -hmm. all the cards with regards to access to radio acts Mm. like he he knows all the celebs you know what I mean like The Will Smith, the R. Kelly, the Ba 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 ba, the Drake, the like, you know what I mean? If you just know of him, you Mm. can assume that, like, ah, like if I'm working with so and so, or if I've got proximity to him and we're in good books, then I can do these kind of moves or whatever. So Mm. then I guess as anyone trying to be advantageous, you're just kind of gonna overlook the negatives so that you can access the positives unless you actually have morals in your life.
1: So what you're saying like basically myself. is they put their, they put their, yeah. I mean that, that's that's only They put their ambitions, ambitions ahead, ahead of everything else. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. You see, you see, when you hear black women are asking black men to take accountability for their, mm. um, their part in in the things that we've been through. This is what I'm saying. because we don't want to hear the context of, oh, yeah, you know, man, you know, if I said anything, I would have lost my job. My mixtape wouldn't have dropped. I wouldn't have been able. We don't want to hear that. Mm. Our lives are more important than anyone's. Do you know what I mean? Like these young young girls and they're protecting their innocence and their sexuality is way more important than anyone's career. But just to put the context here. Tim Westwood has been a DJ for so long that there's women who are probably in their forties, fifties, who were assaulted by him, all the way down to people that finished Freshers Week, literally.
0: Yeah, last last, last year,
1: mm. this year, who have stories of him assaulting them. Do you know how many decades of that that is? And being mm. in a space on Twitter where it's not all the black women in the population that were even there. This particular space that I was in had like 7K people, men and women. And some women that were speaking, black women that speaking, were crying, crying, because it brought up memories of stuff that they've been through in the hands of Tim Westwood or maybe somebody similar, right? And um, I, I... I don't normally stay in the space that it finishes because these spaces can last till like 3am. I ain't got time for that. I got a nine to five. But for this particular one, I did stay because a lot of black women have been a victim of some sort of sexual abuse at a young age. And a lot of mm-hmm. us don't say anything. And it can range from a guy um sending you an unsolicited dick pic to him actually like... Going all the way, and yeah. you know, um, and so, and and that's the thing. Like, I feel like it, the, I feel like because the world is is patriarchal and it still is. We're moving, which is trying to move away, but it still is fundamentally. Men for so long have had the power to do whatever they like, um, and it and it doesn't mean that other women haven't been abused. But because black people are deemed as less than everybody else anyway, black women as a byproduct have ended up being the ones that received the worst of it, if that makes sense. Um, and so listening to these spaces where grown women are there crying about it and stuff. And then like the guys are coming on and they're like, oh, you know, yeah, something needs to be done, man. It's, un- it's not acceptable where to attend. And it's like, rah, but you worked with him in 2013. You was probably at that same rave or you probably saw this and that. Uh, you didn't say uh, nothing uh, then, but now, now you want to say something. Um, it does make me think that artists or anyone that was in his circle are just as complicit as those that were helping r kelly to pick up girls at the mall one thing that irritated me about the documentary um and i'm i'm not gonna place blame on anyone but i really don't like the fact that all the women that spoke none of them were actually underage when they accounted their story all of them were over 18 um Mm. because we know that there were girls that were way younger and it's probably it might be that some of these girls didn't come forward to speak, or there's so mm. many that the people that filmed the documentary weren't able to actually, might not have not even known about some of them. But mm. I think it kind of reduces the extent of what he's done when yeah. the women that were chosen were actually like, oh, I was I was 17 at the time, which in the UK means you're above the age of consent for yeah. sex. Mm-hmm. And above, not that I would have liked to, but I think it would have made the, uh, the made the documentary documentary a lot more striking and stronger. Even if it was just half an hour, if it was younger girls, like oh, what, it happened to me when I was thirteen. It happened to me when I was fourteen. Because there's women out there that can account for it, yeah, that can yeah, say um, that that quite that actually annoyed me. And this is where I'm going to bring in Lynn May. So. I don't know her, so I guess maybe you can introduce her for those that are listening or watching us that don't know who she is, because you actually know her. So, like, what, oh, does, yeah, she, so what does she? What does she do?
0: But she's she's a social media comment commentator. Oh, like, a ZZ, like a ZZ Mills, like Mills. Right, yeah. I
1: see. She's just been doing it longer than ZZ, I believe. Right. I actually don't maybe know. Maybe around been the doing same.
0: Longer. I think it's around the same.
1: So basically, she 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 put out some tweets now. And I think I've got them because I want to make sure I get this right. Because, you know, I want to be factual, as factual as I can. But she she dropped some tweets and then she tried to do a video afterwards to try and explain what she up. was trying to say. You know what I mean? You know, when you start getting backlash, you know, oh, let me explain myself real quick. The first tweet was, one thing I will say, I don't think Tim Westwood was, an underage, was with underage girls based on what I saw. Most of his alleged antics were with women in clubs, events. If you had fake ideas, is that the man's fault? Can we be careful um, branding people a nonce when we don't have facts, just hearsay? And then she did a second tweet because, you know, just clearly people have been going for her boy on that one. Mm-hmm. Based on what I saw, at no point did I say it didn't happen. How is that defending anyone? Didn't realize we have so many investigators slash police officers with access to the files on the case unless you sorry, unless you are the victim, why are you so sure about either side with any case online? What did you think of that?
0: I mean this is kind of what I say when i when I was talking about Tory Lanes, yeah. Or- any of them ones, I'm like, okay, cool. I know what I believe, and yeah. I'll, i but I don't want to put mad. I mean, I guess with, with Tim Westwood is slightly different, where I'm like, ah, oh, he probably did most of that. I'm not saying that he did what those girls said or not, but mm. I know what I've already seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know his behavioral patterns that I personally have observed. Mm. So I'm happy to be like, no, nah, I definitely think he's done these acts or similar mm. to someone because I know what I've seen.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm.
0: And I get what she's doing. She's like poking the bear if you know. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, let's just I mean, you know me, I'm gonna dissect this. I'm gonna unpick this tweet. Do you know what I mean? So she said, um, I don't think Tim Westwood was with underage girls based on what I saw.
0: As in the documentary.
1: Yeah. Now, remember I just said I didn't like the fact that they that
0: that all of the
1: examples, all of the people that spoke were were giving us accounts from when they were above the age of consent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm guessing that's. I, I think I'm guessing, by design. I'm guessing that's what she's trying to say. Well, that's what she says she's trying to say, but that's not the mm-hmm. words she used. Yeah, Miss Lynn. The words she used was, "I don't think he was with underage girls based on what I saw." So you're basically mm-hmm. giving your your you're telling us what you believe, what you think, mm-hmm. um, your opinion on whether he did or did not do it. You're not saying the documentary doesn't reflect the allegation that he'd had um, assaulted younger girls. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. You're, that's not what you said. You said you don't think he did it based on what you saw. So you've made an opinion based on what you saw, basically, on, as to whether he did it or not. Then she was like, most of his alleged antics were with women in clubs and events. Now, we know he used to do... Six like below eighteen events, sixteen and below events. He was running like, and the names of the events as well used to be crazy, as well. Mm. Um. So, just because she doesn't, just because it happened in a club or event, doesn't mean that they weren't under age. And then for her to go a step further and say, "Um, if you had fake ID, is that the man's fault?" Bruh, if he's running events for un for but do you know what I mean? Like you know like when we when we were younger, they'd have like fifteen to fifteen to um I never went to seventeen I, I went to the one actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Equinox. he would DJ Equinox?
1: he would DJ that I don't need fake ID if it's for my age group. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. like sis, what are you really trying to say? And that's the reason why people pounced on her. And was like, rah, you're really trying to defend man? Is this the time? Read the r- uh, read the room. If there's one thing people need to know how to do is read the freaking room. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. anyway, um, be careful branding people a nonce when we don't have facts. Just just hearsay. Just hearsay. Is that the women that gave their account, or
0: that's that's kind the- of everybody, I guess, because because the one one thing that they did say in the in the documentary, which I also was really upset about, not upset about the fact that it was highlighted in the documentary. They have to do that legally. I was upset that the fact that they actually hadn't gotten anybody who had reported it to the police. And that's what it said as one of the captions in the documentary, that none of the uh, people who have given these accounts have reported it to the police. And I'm like, well then...
1: (sighs) Exactly. But I just feel like Lynn's comments were distasteful. Again, I had some Definitely people coming at me in the last episode when I said that, digging up a dead man's tweets on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. not condoning what he said. I'm not saying I feel sorry for him um, or feel bad about his situation. Um, because yes, he was a dusty, as they call it. And he was saying some horrible things about black women back in the day. It doesn't mean that I'm here mm. crying about what happened to him. My point is he's dead in it
0: yeah so either let man rest in peace or just ignore it don't ignore
1: it if if not for auntie cynthia's video we wouldn't have even spoken about it to be fair it would have been oh did you hear about that doesn't need to be in an episode because i don't need to give our precious airtime to someone who openly spoke badly about black women do you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um Being having decorum, reading the room is so important, and I feel like Lynn didn't read the room. Like, literally, the documentary came out that day, the same day. My girl's writing tweets talking about if someone's got fake ID, sis, are you all right? Yes, it's it's not that. Are you all right?
0: It's not not that. The
1: documentary didn't give a full um illustration of the extent of what he was doing. Fine. Mm -hmm. Still, that's, yeah, not the t- that's not the time. That's not the time. It's, it's not, it's it's not really the time not to bad. be making wild outlandish comments about that. When people are in spaces at the same time crying about the fact that the video reminded them of an assault that he committed to them mm. when they were underage. And then you're saying, I don't think he did it to underage. Get- Hold it and keep quiet for real
0: yeah, it's definitely tricky man for a, real for there's real. there's a lot of there's a lot of feelings and i guess um there's so many different sides of it that people are on especially within the music scene yeah and people who know him and people who know of him yeah you know what i mean it's because when you know someone as well it's like you you're gonna take their word over the words of strangers yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the most part anyway so you know it's it's again it's tricky like that
1: yeah i mean what i don't like is when popular people are outed like R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. People are so desperate to find a way to justify their behavior by almost directing their energy at other people. So for example, R. Kelly is the perpetrator, the main one. Yeah. But the black community love to talk about. But the girl's parents were stupid for letting him letting their young kids go over there without knowing that their the, the, the parents are the parents are also um to blame. Oh, mm-hmm. but his bodyguards knew about it and his staff knew about it. They're also to blame. Listen. If my man wasn't a monster mm-hmm. in the first place, all the others wouldn't have an, had an opportunity to be complicit in his crimes. So the energy needs to be directed at the person that did it, first and foremost. And then we can start talking about the others. We here today, we've spoken about BBC being potentially complicit, Capital Extra being potentially complicit, artists he was around and other DJs being potentially complicit. People that allowed him to use their university spaces or use their clubs were potentially Mm complicit. Everyone he was in contact with potentially complicit. We've spoken about that but the, the main energy is still on Tim Westwood. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to try and um spread the blame across the board. Everyone's got their part to play, but if he was not a perpetrator, the others wouldn't have had an yeah. opportunity to be complicit. Mm-hmm. So like, what I'm trying to say is some people, and I feel like Lynn May is falling into this category when she's talking about people bringing, talking about fake ID and et cetera. I feel like, People love to, in some way, try and like spread-
0: Shift it onto other yeah,
1: things. Yes, spread the energy across, the blame across, when actually we just need to look at the source of the pain. The source of the pain is the main perpetrator. Yeah, everybody else did their part or whatever, could have done better, but if that person wasn't a monster, we wouldn't have to be looking at the other people in the first place. And if people, if if, let's put it this way, your teachers, if 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 there weren't perpetrators in schools, for example, we wouldn't have to do a CRB check. Um, people would be able to be a bit more free and not have to put set boundaries like that if there weren't these monsters there in the first place. And yeah, some people don't set these boundaries, like i.e., those um women, those girls' parents with R. Kelly, or those kids' parents with Jimmy Savile. Potentially, mm. even one of the girls in the documentary spoke about how her mum tried to be like, "Where are you going to be yeah, staying, etc., etc." Et mm-hmm. Yeah, but he still took her to her to his house anyway and did what he wanted to do. Some people might say the mum could have done better. She could have been like, "No, nah, my kid's not going with you unless I go too." Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, but then people, people wouldn't have and... to. People wouldn't have yeah. to do those extremes if the monster mm-hmm. wasn't a monster in the first place. Do you know what I mean? If we, if if black if children, women could walk the streets without the chances of being abused, if that didn't exist, then we wouldn't have to have all these things in place. And I'm not saying that we should live in a world where safeguarding isn't a thing. Absolutely, there needs to be safeguarding. But the fact that they're safeguarding just proves that the energy needs to be directed towards the people that are committing the crimes in the first place, not blaming Mm -hmm. the people who didn't safeguard as well as they could have. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, definitely. Cuz it
1: falls into victim blaming. Yeah.
0: It does to a degree. Yeah. And then it's so and it's just it's that weird gray area as well where he's been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. And he is like this really um awkward uh white male figure. Mm. Like I feel like if if Tim Westwood was actually a black guy the same stature, tall. You know, what I mean, in the industry, I actually feel feel like I don't know it to be true, but I feel like people would have maybe had better senses about them about him. They might have protected their children more or done things differently. I, like... can't, I
1: can't say that because look at Robert Kelly. I no, feel, no, no, I feel I get like it. I feel like um, if I just think he presents differently. I think what it is is different. I think what it is is that it's striking because he's an old white man. Mm -hmm. So in the black community, that's what really brought our attention to it. I think if it was a black guy, he probably would have got away with it a lot longer, for a lot longer, because he's a black guy with a black girl. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, Venom, we come from a time when young girls who were in secondary school uniform were dating guys who were in their 20s. And that was not, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like alarm bells at the time. It was like, my man's older than me. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't Mm, like, mm. he's a predator. It's not until you're older and you deep it And you look
0: back and you're like. I mean, like in in public, though, do you know what I mean? That was like school. What are you talking about? What
1: are you talking about? I knew guys that were coming in their cars to come and pick up their. No, I mean, in in Tim's position. That's what I'm saying. It's because he's a lot older. It's because he's. The age gap is mad, and even mm. if they're in uni, the age ga- like we've got young girls dating sugar daddies and vi- young guys dating sugar mamas, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's it's alarming, but it's not like it, you don't deep it, deep it until you really deep it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I feel like if he was black, people would have been talking about it just like people were talking about um Robert Kells, but I don't think it would have been as striking. However, if he was doing it to white girls, oh, he would have been out a time ago. Mm, mm. Time ago, his career at BBC would not have been twenty years long. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I don't think. That's for damn sure.
1: Um, because it Especially, was black women. Oh,
0: actually, now that I think about it, yeah. If if Tim Westwood was doing the exact same thing he has done to white girls, yeah, there's no way on earth. No
1: way. No way. No way.
0: No way. He would have Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to see it. It's because it's black girl. and remember, girls. I remember because, yeah, because, because black girls, because black girls, girls. It is because it's black, black
1: girls. Black girls are sexualized. And like I said, we're not seen when we're children, we're not seen as children, we're seen as little women. If mm. that makes sense. So it's like. Yeah. Um that's why it's not taken seriously. My concern with Westwood is he's now, you know, he DJs abroad. And If he's DJing and doing this in a country where we've got supposedly have laws and a structured policing system that should have caught him in 4K and locked him up by now. Mm, mm, mm. Um, In countries where the policing system is not so structured and not so together. If you get what I mean, without me saying it I explicitly. Hear you.
0: But the thing is, yeah, this guy is a free man until someone actually reports. Yeah, it needs to
1: be reported by someone. To it needs to be looked police, into.
0: Like, they they have to. There must um, amongst all of the victims, there must be enough of a thread. Mm. Just one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because there's so many. There's so many women, and I and I and I, I cannot believe that amongst all of them, there's not enough evidence in at least one of those cases for for someone to actually.
1: But remember, you know, I'm not really into conspiracy theories, but I do feel like when a, do you know what, what people don't realize is music, isn't even, especially urban music, it's not even Mm. like monopolized by black people. When you go all the way to the top, they're all white people. And um, it's a money-making machine. Same thing happened with Robert Kelly, actually. When stories started coming out, it was the management that were trying to hide it because they Mm. were making money from him. So they don't want his career to end because he's a money-making machine for them. Every time he brings out a hit or he does a show or whatever, ka-ching! Same thing with Tim Westwood. I say his name like that because that's how he does his jingles on Capital Extra. Um... And so, I reckon that there probably has been people that have tried to report it to the police, but they've been shut down because it's a they're they're dealing with they're coming up up against a bigger body than just Tim Westwood.
0: Of course, yeah. You see what I'm but saying? Now that's, that's maybe what, that's got to crumble. It has to crumble to an at extent.
1: This point. To an extent. I mean, like I said, it's got the foot. Th- it's got our foot through the door. But whether we're going to block the door down and get this guy in prison, that's a whole nother battle.
0: Anyone who has been affected by Tim in that way...
1: Or anyone in that way.
0: Or anyone in that way. Mm -hmm. And you have the power within you to to, um, go to the police and report it officially. Mm. Like, I really... Especially for Tim, I really would urge you to do that not just for yeah. your sake but also for the sake of all the people who don't have the strength to but do do you know it what because...
1: do you know what yeah i'm going to be very honest with you like the legal system when it comes to allegations I of sexual assault is so shit. yeah like i know, I know I've, I've i've had a real potty mouth with these conversations haven't i lately um but it's because i'm very passionate about it but like it's so shitty like a lot of rape cases don't even they don't get far because of lack of evidence. No,
0: no, no. I, and the I know smallest lack, of things of makes them throw it away. A, so stuff. that's
1: probably that's the re that's actually the reason why a lot of women don't even bother reporting it, man. Especially when I it's know, something that but, happened so long ago as well. Like,
0: but the thing is, in this particular case, because he's been doing it for so long, if literally every single person just went and made their mm, uh, report, mm. and he had to go through that legal process of
1: what of over each, and over again.
0: Yeah. I think that's what he deserves for the rest of his life. If that's really what he's done, mm. I think that's what he deserves. Yeah, he doesn't like a, a conviction is is you know I mean it's, it's it's yes it's something to celebrate if someone has done wrong and they've been found guilty of that. Yeah, but that's not the only way someone can be punished. Sometimes just facing your crimes, whether you have to punish, uh, sorry, you know, go to prison or not. Sometimes that's enough.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, up until this point, he's not even had to. He's not even had to face that if you know what i mean yeah he's been completely free of any type of admittance yeah to anything that he's done
1: yeah now
0: is people's opportunity at least just to hold him accountable mm. if if just that do you know what i mean mm. he's an old ass man it's not like he's gonna be here for like another 100 years this guy is already at the end
1: i'm glad there's a documentary i commend the women that spoke because i feel like when you're a victim of anything can you speak out it takes so much courage yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: I hope they just roll that courage onwards. To roll the, it on, and I hope it inspires. And, or, and or I, and I hope it inspires
1: other women. Yeah, man. Who have experienced Westwood in, or anyone actually, your, your perpetrator, to um, speak, share it. Like the more people that talk about it and share it, the more you're empowering people that feel like they're alone in it or feel like they they can't talk about it. The more they feel like there's some sort of community or safe and space, yeah, guys definitely go watch that documentary um Stay we'll up. drop the name of the documentary in the description and yeah let us know in the comments your opinions of the documentary and you know all the other i guess subtopics that we've discussed around it you know um because it is a conversation for our community for our culture to talk about yeah. um and it is a huge huge thing for us at the moment. So in uh, when I say us, I mean in our community at the moment. So definitely drop your comments there. And we're gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna leave our socials as usual will be on the screen. If you enjoyed this episode and you're new here, please hit that subscribe button. Um, we've got a good 24 episodes plus a bonus episode somewhere as well for you to yeah. enjoy, to catch up. Um and of course we'll continue to put out an episode every week until we decide we want to break for a little while. Um those of you that have been following us from day dot or even been following us for the last few videos or even if you subscribed from the last video, thank you so much for watching and for being part of this family. We appreciate you. If you want to shout out, drop it in the comments. We'll shout you out. And like I said, if you wanna um be part of the conversation, drop us an email with what you want to say, and you never know, you might be then we might be shouting you out on the next episode. Um, and yeah that's it until next time guys Peace. peace